If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. We feel like we don't have the time to really stop and ask ourselves if this is what we really want. Is this really going to get me in the direction that I want to go? Can I really deliver on this and show up fully? Uh, We just keep going so quickly. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. What could you do in just 16 hours each week? Well, my guest today is going to share how she built and sustained a business with just that. First out of necessity, but then out of desire. We often don't set out on our own entrepreneurial path because we can't wait to hit that first wall of burnout. More likely than not, you maybe started your side hustle or your business because you were already burnt out from a job or a lifestyle that didn't align with the dreams that you had for yourself. So why is it that so many entrepreneurs still end up in burnout city, even when they're in the driver's seat? It turns out, even though we feel like we're in control, outside influence and the noisy world around us is steering us off of our intended route, and we end up sacrificing our lives for our businesses. But what if we told you that it doesn't have to be this way? Shay Cochran is a major proponent of doing the opposite, of not neglecting your life to be profitable. You can be a whole person while still building a successful business. Her wildly popular stock images subscription business, Social Squares, is evidence of that. Shay works just 16 hours a week so that she can get back to being a human and a mom and a wife. Shay wants to encourage other entrepreneurs to tune out those distracting outside voices and dial into what you really want and knowing what your currency currently is. The good news is you can do things differently, and this conversation will help you see just what is possible. Let's dive on in with Shay Cochran. If you love listening to the Gold Digger podcast, then I have the perfect next podcast for you. 
Imperfect Action hosted by Steph Taylor is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Imperfect Action is a bite-sized online marketing podcast for business owners. Join Steph Taylor as she answers all your business marketing questions and deep dives into the nitty-gritty of online marketing and content marketing, social media marketing, and marketing strategy for business owners. She recently covered the super hot topic of AI and how it could impact the online business world. You've got to tune into that if you're curious about all the benefits and the downsides of using AI in your content creation. Listen to Imperfect Action wherever you get your podcasts. So one of the reasons why I selfishly love podcasting is I literally get to get on Zoom with friends and ask the questions I've been dying to ask. And you, Shay, are someone that I've wanted to ask many questions to. And so welcome to the podcast. And now everyone gets to listen. Thank you. I know I was thinking about the fact that I feel like I was a Jenna Kutcher... OG podcaster, right? I was like episode 42 or something. And now I feel like that was feels like two lifetimes ago. And we have a lot more just history to talk about now and life experience. So I'm happy to be back. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Okay. So first catch us up on what's different. If somebody were to scroll hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes back, Walk me through what has changed for you in the last few years. It's funny. I'm, I think our original podcast episode was about iterating in business. And I think it was about, it, it took place when I was making the transition from wedding photographer, which we both, you know, share a background in, yeah. into uh, product and commercial photography. And it was kind of right at the cusp of that what was a very kind of big overnight change for me. Yeah. And then since then, so I got into commercial and product photography. I got to shoot for amazing brands, like incredible female powerhouse owned brands like Sugarfina and Truffle Bags. And it just was incredible to do something new. But I was still in that like service grind of yes. dollars for hours and flying out to LA overnight to shoot a magazine and things that really just weren't sustainable in the season of life that I was in, which was the season of life that you're in now, like life yes. with young kids. I didn't want to be gone nights and weekends. And I I was, I wanted to own my time. And so that evolved and morphed into the Essie Stock Shop, which was kind of the first styled stock shop of its time back in the day when, I mean, you remember. I, we had, I was a purchaser. I, I bought your, yeah. your photos. And there were no other good options. Like you had iStock and you had Getty Images. And so yep. if you were a creative, you were building any kind of creative small business, those were your options. And the options were horrible. They were like very masculine and commercial and very dry and rigid looking. And so SC Stock Shop was kind of my move to get out of trading like dollars for hours in a service-based industry of commercial photography and get into doing what I love, but for the masses in a scalable way through individual image sales of stock images, specifically for female small business owners. So that morphed into social score. Well, actually, there was like a really funny blip. It's funny. You you sent me a question about what would surprise people about the origin story of social squares. There's yeah. like a little blip in the story of social squares that I think is kind of funny. One is that social squares was like a series of bad ideas that eventually <laughs> turned into a good idea. Wait, um, but tell it was, me these bad I sold ideas. On Etsy. <laughs> the first time I sold stock imagery, I was selling it on, I was trying to sell it in print, like prints on Etsy. 
Oh. And then I'm like, that was a terrible idea. That was before Artifact Uprising. That was before you could like order your Instagram photos. Anyway, we've clearly been in this game for a while. Then it was the Essie stock box where I was, that was when like Ipsy boxes were big and all those like mail order subscription boxes were big. And I was like, I'll package together a set of digital images and send them to small business owners, not literally in the mail, but digitally that they would have for their business. I'd send them like 30 images a month. And it was like a great idea, overnight success until everyone was like, but wait, these aren't in my brand colors. I can't really use the same. Me and thousands of other people can't use the same images. So that morphed into social squares, which was supposed to be a funny little like side project sister shop to the SE stock shop and is now you know, all that I do, like that is the thing is the social squares image membership, which is now stock images and video. So, you know, that is, that's like the short form version of all the iterations of my work that have taken place over the last, you know, many years since we talked, but also going back to like 13 years since I got out of wedding photography. Wow. Okay. So explain what social squares is for somebody listening And I'll preface this question with, I am a customer, lover, and user of this amazing membership site. So walk me through what is Social Squares. Yeah. So if you are a small business owner and you're great at whatever it is you're great at, maybe you're a graphic designer or a template designer, or you have a brick and mortar store, or you're a lawyer for creatives, you're not a photographer, right? You have your thing that you do well, but you need images and video to actually get your ideas and business in front of the world. So enter me and the contributing photographers that are part of the stock photo agency that I run. We create beautiful stock images and videos specifically for female entrepreneurs so that they can find greater success actually getting their ideas out there, building the business of their dreams by outsourcing the imagery to us. So in its simplest form, it's a stock photo membership, but we just are like big picture mission is just to help as many female small business owners as possible, get their messaging and get their business ideas out into the world. I love it. And Before we dive into the questions, I want to share just some of the ways that we use it because we use social squares literally every day. We use it on our website for imagery. We use it on our sales pages. We use it in our PDF downloads. We use it on our gold digger channel. We use it in our (laughs) ads. We use, I mean, we use your images and your video pretty much everywhere. And it's funny, Shay, because I am a photographer and I still use all of your images. It's been a really beautiful supplemental way to have awesome images. And the library that you have built is so extensive now. I can literally type in like pink headphones and an image would pop up of exactly what I needed. And so before we dive into it, for anyone that's listening Shay has an amazing promo that we just wanted to offer to our listeners because we love social squares. And if you go to socialsquares.com slash gold digger and you use the code Jenna bonus, you can save 10% off. So anyways, just wanted to pop that in there because people are probably diving to go check it out and you can see all the places that we use your photos. I think that small business owners, you know, have such a unique challenge today and that there's so many platforms that they're trying to show up on. They're wearing so many different hats. And so 
it's so important that you can create content faster and that you can get more use out of the content that you are creating. And so it's been such a a fun joy to be a part of your story as you've grown and just supplying you images so that you can get your message out there. And that really, that's what we love. And yeah, there is that, that bonus, go to socialsquares.com slash gold digger. There's not only a discount on the plan, but Jenna and I also put together a set of images and video for you. That's been curated by her team. So go check that out at that page. I'm excited for you guys to get your hands on that. Okay. So something that fascinates me about you, Shay, and I think something that I love about our friendship is you and I both like our innate tendency would be to hustle, right? Like, like the hustle comes easy, but, but it's not sustainable and it's not life-giving to us. And something that I really look up to you for is the fact that you work 16 hours a week. Talk to me about how that came to be. Has it always been that way? And then I want to talk about what do those 16 hours look like? Yeah. Yeah. So the the funny origin story there is that 16 hours came about years and years ago, 13 years ago now, because that was literally the only amount of childcare that I could afford. Okay. So the backstory there is that I seven months pregnant, we moved from Virginia where I'd built up a really beautiful, reputable wedding, wedding photography business. We moved to Florida to help plant a church. Seven months pregnant, we bought, had our first mortgage, like new house, new baby on the way. Graham had a new job. And this is right in the middle of 2009. So <laughs> we all know what's, what was happening in 2009. Graham, we get to Florida, we have the new baby. Graham loses his job. I have like very little wedding business to speak of because I just completely relocated from Virginia to Florida. And we're, we're sitting there making $500 a month, new baby, new mortgage, and no idea how in the world we're going to pay the bills. Like going to the grocery store with a calculator, <laughs> literally adding up the food items as we put them into the cart. And so it was in that like kind of squeeze moment, you know, when like all the walls mm-hmm. are kind of pressing in, you're like, okay, what can I do? And we both kind of just started to, okay. Uh, we had a little bit of entrepreneurial spirit. Like, I mean, I, I go a little bit farther back with the entrepreneurial spirit than Graham does. I was hustling friendship bracelets on the playground out of Altoids 10 at like age five. So I always kind of had it in me and had built my wedding photography business. Graham was like, you know, wanted to be a rock star. Anyway, his, his entrepreneurial journey was a little bit different, but we just had to find a way to make it happen, right? That was 2009 and we had bills to pay. We had a new baby. We had moved away from all of our family. We just had to find a way to make it happen. So it was in that season that we were like, okay, what can you do? What can I do? And what I tried to do during that time was start to build this commercial product photography business. And the reality was that while some women can do both at the same time, you're better at that than I am. Like they can do the parenting can do the work at the same time. I was never that person. And, and the way that, how I found that out was it the first year of Chloe's life, what I found, Chloe's my oldest, what I found was that I was resenting in trying to do them both at the same time and loving work and being entrepreneurial. Like you said, having that entrepreneurial spirit, I was resenting being a mom. So when I had a child on my lap and I was trying to answer an email, I wasn't resentful that I had work to do because I loved work. I was resentful that I had a baby that needed me. And as soon as that started happening, it really was a wake up call for me that, man, this is not, 
this isn't who I want to be. This is not in line with where my heart really is. I chose to be a mom. I want to be a mom. I don't want to resent motherhood. So in that season, I had to find a way because we had to pay the bills and I had a new baby. I had to find a way to do both. And I couldn't do them at the same time without defaulting to loving work and resenting you know, the monotony of motherhood, yeah. <laughs> especially with a newborn. So I had to find childcare. Long story short, I had to find childcare and 16 hours. I mean, when you're broke, 16 hours was all I could scrap together. So what happened was that in those very early stages of building a business, I was forced to make decisions very strategically and intentionally so that I could actually build a profitable business with only putting 16 hours into it because I wanted to spend the rest of the time as a mom. I wanted to spend the rest of the time with the kids. So it was that like beautiful boundary and that amazing limitation that really ended up being a catapult for growth because I figured out how to use my time in the best way possible so that I could grow it as quickly and as profitably as possible within those time constraints. So that was the amount of child care we could afford. And then as the business grew, I just kind of kept it because that was the 16 hours. I go real hard in those 16 hours. So I am like, I do not answer my phone. I do not text. I do not do anything else. I mean, I have to like remember to get up and get lunch. I go real hard during those 16 hours. And because that's true, that 16 hours is kind of the line the line between burnout and health for me. Like that's the line wherein I can do, I can go real hard and then I need to like kind of come up for air and then just be present in the rest of my life, the rest of the days of the week. And so here we are 13 years later, I've just kept it, even though now my kids are 13 and 10 and in school and I could work more hours. There's so many other things in life that I loved spending my time doing. And so since I was forced with that boundary from the beginning, I've just kept it. And that boundary and limitation has always served as a tool and growth catalyst and still does even to this day, just because it, it's such a decision-making filter. Oh, I love this so much. I was recently on a little play date with one of Coco's best friend from school and her mom and me and the mom were talking and she works part-time. And I was like, honestly, I think for a lot of women, mm-hmm. part-time is the dream because I think mm-hmm. for like for women that aren't wired to be a stay-at-home mom, like I bow down to the stay-at-home parents. Like I am not wired <laughs> um, to be one. Like Drew is an amazing stay-at-home dad. Yeah. But yep. for me, I feel like part-time is that dream, that elusive goal yes. of, you know, you're still really active and present and available, but you also have that, you know, escape of work and that different identity that you can step into. And I really yeah. love that. I know that's like, honestly, my goal for me is part-time. And so just thank you for sharing that. And I'm so inspired by that. I want to know what do those 16 hours look like? Because I was listening to a podcast the other night And they were talking about that idea of like your work expands to the amount of time you give it. And boy, Mm -hmm, is that true. Like I remember when I first had Coco, the amount of work I could get done during a nap time was like formerly what would take me all day. Right. And so talk to me about what those 16 hours look like. Do you structure them? How do you kind of get through all of the hats that you have to wear as a business owner in that amount of time? And are there any tips that we could take out for ourselves? Yeah. So I think it's different depending on the stage of business that you're in. 
So in the early stages, it was just me. And so if I only had 16 hours, then I had to decide, you know, I had to apply the 80-20 principle. (laughs) What 20% is actually driving 80% of revenue? Okay, that's going to mean I don't really have time for this, this, and this, but I do have to do these two things. Maybe it's showing up and shooting for me at that time or the actual client interaction. And it was the tough decision that like so much stuff that seems fun and cool and good and everyone else is doing it. I'm, I'm just not going to have time to do. So I'm going to have to focus my time on the the 20% that's actually producing 80% of the revenue and do just that. And then the step above that was like hire an assistant. Okay. So then I had one employee and she worked part-time and I could still focus on the thing on my highest contribution, the things that only I can do, the things that really drive revenue. And then she could kind of handle some of the other stuff and the business, the company and the team and myself have all continued to evolve with that same model of how can I stay in my highest contribution? And that has changed dramatically since, you know, 13 years ago. So Back then it was that I needed to shoot and I needed to be involved in like high profile client interactions with art directors and the people that were actually doing the hiring when I was doing commercial and product photography. So that is what it was then now. Okay. So now I'm 13 years into business and I have a small team and they all work part-time. Now the best use of my time as a CEO falls into four different categories for me. One is connecting. So I need to be connecting with my team. So there's a lot of team leadership involved and then connecting within the industry, like connecting to industry peers and friends, supporting other people in the creative industry. So connecting is one of them. Learning, I really need to be learning. If I don't learn, I will die. I will die out. I will become irrelevant. So I have got to allocate time to learn, learn to grow as a leader, learn to grow as a technician within like the CEO role, learn to grow as a photographer. So I have to learn. That's the second thing. Third thing is creating and creating could be images. Like I still shoot and contribute a little bit to the catalog, even though now we have amazing contributing photographers. So creating, but that could also mean creating content. That could also mean creating new org structure. I mean, there's a lot of things that can fall into the bucket of creating, but I need to apply my brain to creating and then communicating or teaching. So how often can I share the vision of social squares with the world? Or how often can I share my own kind of ethos and way of showing up with the world? So those now CEO, you know, 13 years in with a small team, it's like connecting, learning, creating, and communicating or teaching are the best use of my time in terms of what it puts out in the world, what's my highest contribution to the world, and then also allows me to show up in the way that I want to show up as a human and contribute to the team and to the company in ways that are unique to me. So that's kind of a then and now contrast, always been 16 hours, but that is how I split up my time. I've experimented with time blocking. I'm a pretty focused person. I mean, you and I are probably similar in that we probably don't have a hard time getting things done. So I I'm pretty decent at just like, here's my like top three things and sitting down and focusing on them and not getting too caught up. But that probably was learned because like you said, you're trying to work during nap times and you just, you learn to be really dialed in and you learn the things that are going to distract you and you understand how important it is for you to eliminate those things that are going to slow you down or distract you so that you can be hyper-focused. So I think some of that is learned over time, but I'm not super rigid. I just make sure that everything now runs through the filter of those four categories. The Gold Digger podcast is supported by HubSpot. Entrepreneurs have a lot to deal with without tedious tasks like manually updating reports or chasing down teams to figure out if targets have slipped. 
With HubSpot CRM, get real-time data at your fingertips so your teams can stay in sync across the customer journey. Track your contacts and customers, send personalized emails in bulk, and get the context you need to create amazing experiences for your teams and for your customers at scale, all from one powerful platform. It's why more than 150,000 companies already use HubSpot CRM to run their businesses better. Plus, HubSpot's user-friendly interface sets you up for success from day one so you can spend less time managing software and more time on what matters, your customers. There's no better time to get organized. Learn how HubSpot can help your business grow better and get a special offer of 20% off on eligible plans at HubSpot.com slash Gold Digger. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and I was there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. I love those four categories. That is super, super inspiring to me. And I feel like, too, you... If you're looking or doing work outside of those or getting distracted in ways that don't fall into those buckets, it's a really good wake up call to like come back Mm -hmm. home to those categories. Those categories are going to be what helps you grow your business or maintain your business or scale your business. And I think that is a beautiful way to have like a really enriched business. Like when you said each of those categories, I feel like there is so much depth to each of them. I love that shade. And I love variety, that so right? much. It doesn't pigeonhole you. Like a lot of different things can be connecting. Connecting yes. can be going out to lunch with an industry friend that's in the area. Connecting could be hopping on Instagram. So I think the most important thing is just that you have those filters, whether you've been in business for a while and you're sitting in a CEO seat managing a team, or it's just you or just you and one other person. As long as you identify what those filters are that are going to be life-giving for you and revenue driving for the business, and then like tape them up on your computer or something, there's flexibility with in what you do and what you experiment with and try and iterate. But if you have those filters, it just kind of helps make sure that you're staying on track, kind of provides an anchor with a lot of flexibility and freedom within those things. I love that. One thing that I think is something that I'd love to chat about with you specifically is that a lot of listeners who listen to this show are in those early days, whether it's a side hustle or they're starting their business, or maybe they're even in that like idea phase of the business. 
And I feel like in that season of entrepreneurship, the trade-off is that you are so willing to trade any amount of time to get back money, right? Like that is that- Any amount of money. Any amount. Yes. Yeah, like I'm like, I remember the first time somebody paid me like $50 to take a picture of their cat and I was like, I'm rich. You said and, that. And I had a similar photo shoot with a horse. Someone what? wanted me to photograph their horse. And you're what? like, you hit those points where you're like, you know what? Yes, I needed the money, but yes. never again. Yes. And, you know, and so when I think about listeners who are in that place of trading that time, What was a shift for you where you started to realize that no longer is money the currency in the way of like currency is king and all of a sudden you kind of look at time as your currency? Was there a big shift for you in learning that? Because I feel like in that hustle season of getting the business off the ground, which I do believe is necessary, what did that shift look like for you where all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait. I am willing to trade money to get back time, whether it's hiring or cutting back or running a smarter business model. That's such a good question. There's a few different a few different things come up for me. One is that I don't know that there was a definitive moment. I mean, I certainly think having kids will do that to you, right? You you just mm-hmm. I think something shifts um, when you become a parent and your time, the value of your time changes, and and things that were so important to you at one point in time, just kind of, they see a little bit of a shift, but even apart from that, even apart from becoming a parent, I think it really just depends on your willingness to be honest with yourself about whether or not you're creating the life that you really do want to be living. And so Graham and I have always made a practice of like end of the year, beginning of the new year, we get away to a hotel for a night or two. And we've been doing this for years and we just kind of tick through all the different areas of life, you know, health, relationship, finances, fun, and asked ourselves, like, how are we doing? Are we where we want to be? Are we headed in the direction that we want to go in? And we've just made a habit of having those really honest conversations about how are we? Because I think that's where we go wrong is just entrepreneurs have so much on their plate, especially if they're balancing also marriage and also parenting and friendships and all the other things that they're involved in. You almost don't even have the time to stop and think. And so we just keep going and we just say yes to the client inquiry and we say yes to the opportunity. And we say, because we just, we feel like we don't have the time to really stop and ask ourselves if this is what we really want. Is this really going to get me in the direction that I want to go? Can I really deliver on this? and show up fully, uh, we just keep going so quickly. And so I think you don't need to have kids to realize that, oh my gosh, my time is, you know, I'm valuing my time differently. I think it just takes an on your one honest conversation away from what is the most valuable currency to me. There are seasons of life where money might actually be the most valuable currency to you. And within that honesty conversation is like, what is my enough? Like what And, you know, different people have different responses to phrasing it that way. But what is the life that you're trying to build? I mean, one of the most helpful questions that I've heard recently was from Rich Litvin. He's a coach, coach to coaches. And he asked the question, if I ran into you three years from today, let's say I ran into you at a conference and I said, Jenna, how are you? And you were like, Shay, this has been the best three years of my life. And I was like, Jenna, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Tell me about that. Like what made them the best three years of your life? 
the content of whatever you would go on to relay to me next, like that's the gold of the life that you're trying to build. And so questions like that have been really instrumental for me in saying like, yeah, you know, if three years from now you ran into me and I told you it was the best three years of my life, why would that be? And oftentimes that doesn't have a whole lot to do with money. Sometimes it does. You know, we have like legitimate goals. Like Grim and I have big giving goals. Like money matters. I'm not saying that money doesn't matter, but it's in asking and being really, really honest with those types of questions that I think has been just perpetually the catalyst, you know, the recurring catalyst for making sure that we keep reorienting our lives in the direction that we want to head and identifying the currency that's the most valuable to us in that given season. Yeah. Because that's going to change as well. Yes. I love that. And I think that's such an incredible point of, you know, even to this day, there are seasons where money, you go back into like, we need more money or this is the goal or this is what's happening or we're building a house. And then you go into seasons where you're like, and now I just will do anything, whether it's get Uber Eats to save Mm -hmm. that time so I can do bath time tonight or whatever that looks like. And I feel like entrepreneurs oftentimes can get caught up in one of those tracks for too long Mm -hmm. without that evaluation. So I Mm -hmm. absolutely love that question. And I feel like even as you ask that of like, what would it look like to have the best three years, I feel like every listener immediately had a vision pop up of what they want that Mm -hmm. to look like. And that's what we need to be running towards or working towards. One thing that I'm curious Mm -hmm. about, because you are further on the journey of motherhood than I am, is I feel like a lot of times people convince themselves, like, I will work so hard today so that (laughs) eventually I can live the life I want. Have you ever felt like that? Because I feel like that is where a lot of people convince themselves, like I will rest when I will slow down when they miss it. Have you ever had that happen to you? Hmm. You know, the way I think now, I mean, it's tricky because like I said, I kind of always started with the 16 hours and stuck to the 16 hours. The way I built my, I always built my business so that it wouldn't need me. Yeah. As much as I could in the season I was in, I always tried to build a business that wasn't dependent on me. And I still am trying to do that, trying to build a business that isn't dependent on me. So it's a little bit different. I had a long view of like the type of business that I wanted to build. So there wasn't really a season where I was like, I'm just going to go all out. I'm going to work, you know, late nights and early mornings. That isn't necessarily my story. I love that. Um, I definitely think deeply about like the timeline with the kids, like you were just describing my oldest, I have five more years with her. Yeah, I mean, five more summers with her under my roof is how we like count down the time. So I certainly think now how much I want every moment possible spent with her and investing in that relationship because now she's becoming an adult. And I want, I'm like making deposits in the relationship we'll have as mother and daughter later. And the same thing with my second oldest. So 
I think my story has been a little bit different, but the weight of that is always really helpful for me in deciding what's worthwhile for me to invest my time in now. I mean, part of me actually thinks the reverse. Like I always admire the people in their 40s, 50s, 60s who are reinventing themselves and have wildly successful businesses later in life. I won't name names because I don't want to call out people's ages, but you know, there are people wildly successful in the back half of their life. And so I think I have kind of some of the reverse mindset, not that I need to do it all now, but like, Lord willing, I have the rest of my life to do that. And again, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. So I don't know that I have that, but Graham and I both kind of think like, man, it's such a short in the span of your life. Your time frame with kids is such a short span of time. I just want to be all in there. And I love having a business. and I love running and building my business. I'm not, again, I'm not the stay-at-home mom either, but I feel like I'm going to have the rest of my life to do this. So yeah. I'm making decisions based on that mindset versus like, let me do all the work now so that I like don't have to do it. Or life can look different later. Yes. I'm like, let me be all in and present now because I'm going to have the whole rest of my life without kids in, in the house. I can, I can build that business or I can reinvent myself or that kind of thing. So, you know, as a roundabout answer to your question, no, but I think I just think I about it differently. That. Well, and I, I think that's so powerful because I feel like that's how I am in the sense of like, I only have this short window before they start school. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you know, where exactly. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going so fast. And so for me, mm-hmm. I just feel like I keep coming back to this, this time where I'm like, no, no, no. Like I, I don't want to put the pedal to the metal now. Like I want to yeah. wait and trust that when the yeah. timing is right. And when I'm ready to go, I know where that gas pedal is. And, and I love that you haven't had that experience because I feel like, I have been around so many successful entrepreneurs who wistfully talk about their children's lives and how they kind of missed them. And I like, I just can't, like, I can't, that doesn't resonate (laughs) with me personally. And so I think that there's something beautiful to be said for people who are maybe convincing themselves right now of like, you know, I'm just going to indefinitely hustle to have the payoff. (laughs) Yes. Because it's like, what if the payoff right now is your presence? You know, like what if that is the payoff right now? And so I love that. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. 
Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth. LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a hundred dollar credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. On top of my many titles as mom, entrepreneur, and creative, I've also added host. Drew and I host on Airbnb on our favorite island in Hawaii. We started hosting as a way to make some extra income, and we've had such an easy breezy experience. Now we host year after year, and it's been a fantastic side hustle. Not to brag, but we've also been crowned Airbnb Superhost several times, so we are really killing the game. It's about having spaces we can enjoy as a family while creating memorable experiences for our guests, and it helps that we earn a little extra cash on the side. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay, so one thing that I wanted to touch on before our wonderful conversation ends is if somebody's listening to this right now and they're like, I need (laughs) to get back time. I truly believe as a user of what you have created through social squares, it has saved me so much time, but beyond saving me time is allowed me to show up. Talk to me about someone who is listening to this right now and they have words to say, but they don't know what to share with them or they're not showing up because the images on their camera roll do not match the type of brand that they want to create. Talk to me about that because you have created a true solution here that can get back people's time, whether they have 16 hours a week or 60 hours a week or whatever that looks like. Walk me through that. Yeah. I mean, for anyone that's familiar with 80-20 principle, we've kind of talked about that a little bit, but once you've identified what is really the best use of your time, and that's going to look very different for each person, you have to do something with the rest of that stuff, right? You have to either completely eliminate it, or you have to automate it, or you have to delegate it. And so I think imagery is one of those things that for most people, that's not going to be their strong suit. And it's going to take them a lot of time and investment to create the infrastructure, you know, if we look at it like that, for them to communicate their message. And we don't want you focusing on how to get the message out there. We want you focusing on what your message is and getting it out there with the world. So I think what I love about what we've done is that we've created something that just helps women to show up and focus on the thing that's unique to them on the contribution that's unique to them and delegating something like imagery and stock imagery and video is just an easy thing to delegate, right? It's an easy thing to delegate. And I think the other reality is that in this like digital world that we live in, where everyone's, we're representing our brands, not in brick and mortars, typically it's online, online presence. It's on platforms like Instagram and Pinterest and whatever, you know, social media platform is of the moment. Unfortunately, in the mind of your target customer, your product or service is only as valuable, as trustworthy as the images that you're using to promote it. So yes, you can get any kind of imagery pulled off the internet anywhere, but your clients don't have the opportunity to come in and touch what you're selling and smell what you're selling and see what you're smelling. All they have to go off of is the imagery that you're using to represent your brand with. So it becomes just incredibly important that the level of imagery and brand visuals that you use is at the same caliber as the product or service that you're trying to sell because your uh, you know, bottom line is just you're being judged based on it. So cheesy, like poorly shot, grainy, Imagery is not 
doing what you needed to do to actually communicate the value and that build that no like trust factor with your customer. So I'm just excited that through Social Squares, I get to be a part of a lot of small business owners journey in helping them to become really their like fullest, best version of themselves and really absolutely see growth within their business because they're able to delegate off imagery and focus on the things that really are like their sweet spot and the things that if they can keep doing that, they're not going to burn out because if you're doing all of it, you know, you're going to burn out. But if you can just focus on the things that are your thing, then you're going to have a much longer lifespan as a small business owner. So I just, I, I love that we get to come alongside people like you as they're kind of building their business and, and writing their own entrepreneurial journey. Mm, I love it. Well, I am so grateful for the many pivots and failed ideas that <laughs> led you to what you do today and how you show up in the world. And I am just so inspired by you as a woman and a CEO and a mom and a wife. Like I really love watching how you do what you do and the way that you do it. And it has been just such a joy. Where can everybody find you, connect with you, check out social squares, give me all the places. Well, first of all, that was very sweet of you. And the feeling is very mutual. I feel like we've both kind of come of age <laughs> together, together as small business owners. Yeah, you can find Social Squares on Instagram at Social Squares. You can find me on Instagram as at Shay Cochran. And definitely make sure that you check out socialsquares.com slash gold digger because we've put together just a really fun exclusive bonus just for this audience. And I'm just excited for just like Jenna has invested so much in the small business community. I think both of us are just excited to be able to kind of come alongside small business owners and equip them with tools and resources that they need so that they can write their own story. So definitely check that out as well. Shay, thank you so much for coming back. Can I just say we have had a massive glow up since episode 42. Like, can we just like pat right? ourselves on the back? Like it's been a good three <laughs> years. <laughs> so oh true. my gosh. Oh, we are awesome. 16 hours a week. I don't know about you, but I'm so inspired. I wonder what would happen if I gave myself just 16 hours each week to get the work done. Would it be possible? Is it feasible? Profitable? I don't know. I'm kind of up for a challenge. I know for me right now in this season of life, part-time is the dream. Maybe you don't have children and that part of this story doesn't resonate with you, but maybe you recognize that you started this side hustle or this business to get back your life and maybe it took over your life. I loved Shay's four buckets that she focuses on and I feel challenged by thinking about my work in that way. This episode was so full of richness in so many ways and I hope you feel the same that I do. Social Squares has been a tool in our business for years. It is something that we literally use on a daily basis. It shows up in all of our content, on all of our pages, in our PDFs. You'll find Shay and her team's images all over the Jenna Kutcher brand. And I'm so grateful for people like her that have created solutions for those of us that need them. I think at the heart of business, it is finding a solution for other people and serving the world with that. And Shay is a beautiful example of how she's done that. And she's done that in just 16 hours a week. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. I'm so grateful for your ears and your time today. And of course, until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. 
I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and I was there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.